There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Point nine. This is Chai FM and Soul to Soul on Erev Shabbos Kodesh and Erev Chag Hasukos. Habolenu Tova in the year Tav Shin Pei Aleph. Welcome, welcome, warm welcome to all of you to our show today. Baruch Hashem, Kadosh Baruch Hu is shining upon us. We don't quite know what the weather is going to be like today. Whether we'll be able to sit in the sukkah or not, but nevertheless. We prepare to bask in Zaman Sam Hussein in the time of our great of our great joy. And we know <coughs> that this forum say that in the same way that on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur that just passed, and I hope Baruch Shem, they went well for you and they were easy to get through and, and very, very meaningful and very, very uplifting for each and every one of us. So in the same as on the Yom Naraim, all the sources, all the fountains of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, 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 mercy and love are opened through Yira, through the awe that we have in the Yom Naroim, through the process we go through of Tshuva. So too in these days of Sukkot, all the, the fountains of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy and, and, uh, and, and love are open through our love and our simcha, that's, that's, that, and that we celebrate Zaman Simcha Seinu. And in fact, the Shlo, Shlo says, quotes the Zayin HaKadosh, that a person has to be joyous on all the days of, of Sukkot, particularly with the Ushpiz and with the, with the guests that stay, that stay with them. What, of course, is the concept of these, uh, of these, uh, Ushpiz. So, the reality is that the time of, of Sukkot is really a time to open our hearts and open our hands and give stalker and do chesed for other, the other people. If possible with money, if one has uh, the monetary means to help others, then certainly one should do that. If, if, uh, if not, then whatever else one can give, whatever else one is prepared to impart from oneself and give it to other, be it know-how, be it, be it time, be it a shoulder, whatever it might be. And in fact, the, the Shari Tshuva brings, brings down in, in Hilchas Sukkot in the name of the Sefer or Tzadikim that, uh, that, uh, brings that Geish Arba is Pitstoka, one should try to increase the amount of stalker one gives on on uh, on erev on erev uh, of, of sukkahs, and many of the great kedoyim used to give out uh, a huge funds of of money to 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 the poor people on on erev on erev uh, of sukkahs. Yisrael B'shar Shavado also writes that on the day of erev sukkahs, it is uh, uh, that the the everyone should have. The, the openness of heart and, and the willingness to, to, to give whatever is possible to, to give to others. 
because it's very, very necessary and very important on, on this, on this day. In the same way as we know one of the names of Sukkot is, uh, Chaga Osif. It's the time of harvesting or bringing in, right, to, to, uh, to bring into the house all of one's crops. So too it is that uh, we have to be able to make sure that everyone has the means to bring into their house all the, all the needs that they have for Yontav and, and where possible to provide for others so that they should have a, 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 a beautiful and, and groaning sort of a, a, a table of, of yummies for, for, for Yontav. And that is really a, 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 an important part of this concept of the Yishpiz and the concept of, of, of if we can't have guests this year, but at least seeing to it that everyone who might need has, has for the, uh, for the, for the Yontav. And as we know, the, 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 the attribute of, of giving stucca is, is absolutely amazing. You know, the Gemara, the Gemara brings, we had it not so long ago in, in, in Dafyomi, in, in Shabbos, that, uh, Gemara relates that one time Shmuel was sitting with a, a, uh, a certain, uh, uh, Goyish, uh, uh, sort of astro- astrologer or something, and, uh, and, uh, his name was Avlat, this person's name, and past them went a group of people on the, on the way to, to be able to cut some reeds that, uh, that were growing by the, by the, by the marsh. And Avlat showed Shmuel and pointed to one of the group and said, this person is going to go down to the to the marsh, but he's not he's not going to return home because a a snake is going to, is going to come and 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 bite him and kill him. Shmuel said to him, "If that person is a Jew, I'm a hundred percent sure that he'll go and he'll he'll return home peacefully." And in fact. After a while, they saw that all the whole group, including this uh, this this Jew amongst them, went uh, went home. So Avlat went over to this person and uh, and asked them, "Can I see the sack that's on your shoulder?" And they opened it up and they found a a a uh, a snake that was sliced into into half, sort of in between the, the two reeds, the snake had been had been chopped in, in half. So Shmuel asked the uh, the Jew, tell me what what good deeds have you done recently? So the person uh, 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 I don't know, all I can tell you is that every day what we do is we all bring some food and we pull it together and then we uh, we divide it with everyone else, and uh, uh, you know, and and everyone passes by with his sack, and um, my job is to collect the bread from from everybody, and then we divide it up and, and give everyone a fair a fair portion. Now, what happened today? I saw today that one of the of the the guys didn't bring any any bread. 
And I uh, understood that you must be in a very, very great state of poverty that Mamish didn't, didn't even have bread to eat. So therefore, I said to myself, now today I'll be the one who goes and, and, and gathers the, the bread and I'll divide it up. And when I passed by this person, I, I stopped as if he was giving me some bread like every, everyone else. And really, what I did is I put my portion, some of my bread in for him also. And then again, I, I divided up to everybody and he also then got something to, to, uh, to eat amongst everybody else. Said Shmuel, says, yeah, that I understand. I understand it because this act of stock like you did saved you. From the, the poison of the, of the snake. And as we know, charity can save a person from, uh, from death. And not only from, uh, 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 unusual death, but from, from death it, uh, itself. That the, the, the power of the mitzvah of tzedakah is, is so great that it can save a person from any kind of, of, of difficulties that could possibly occur in the, in, in the world and, and even God forbid from, from death if such a thing was, was, uh, decreed, decreed upon, upon him. Now, the, the Chachamim actually derived this from the words of, of Chazal, this Gemara in Avedizara, which says that in the future times, when time Mashiach comes, HaKadosh Baruch will say to the Goyim that I have, you, you guys want reward, you guys are claiming reward for, for the four mitzvahs that, and you say that if we had been given the Torah, we would have also done it and gotten a reward. Fine. Let's do this. I have a very, very easy mitzvah. And its name is, is Sukkah. Go make Sukkahs and then you'll, you'll deserve, you'll accrue some rewards. So then each one went and goes and makes a sukkah on the top of his roof. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes out of sort of storage the really, really hot, hot sun, like it is in the middle of the summer. And says each one went out of his sukkah and kicked it and left. Now, they say, why did they make a, a sukkah dafka? On, on their roofs. Right? Uh, why not someone, why do they all build on the roofs? So the reason must be, so that, they because, you know, the, the, the roof is in the house, the house is closed, and therefore the, the anim wouldn't be able to get to their, to their houses. But, Yilin, we have a different way of, and a different attitude. And we make the sukkah in the, in the, in the chatseris, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the courtyard, which is often an open and quite accessible place. So that, same way as by Leila Seder, called Dichven Yesev Yechel, someone, whoever needs, whoever is, is impoverished should come and join us and, 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 uh, and, uh, eat to his, to his fill in our, in our sukkah. We know that they'd say about the, the, the Dibrechaim, of, uh, of, uh, of sons that he, he distributed huge amounts of money to, to the, the poor, the poor people, uh, uh, and, and would give significant amounts 
on out on Erev, on Erev Sukkot. And even though the whole year, he used to also distribute, uh, 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 you know, big amounts of, of tzedakah, but even more than, 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 than usual, he would give out on, on, uh, on, on Karga Sukkot sometimes without even, without even making a, a, a cheshman. And he said that the greatest decoration that a person can have in their sukkah is the, the tzedakah that you give out before, before, before sukkahs. And, uh, stole that, uh, in one of these days between Yom Kippur and, and, and sukkahs, one of the great, uh, goinim of Yushalayim was sitting by his front stoop in, in near the house and, uh, he was uh, answering questions. People were bringing to him their abaminim and uh, and uh, asking whether they were kosher or not. And while he was sitting there, so it came to his attention that there were certain uh, uh, certain families in Yushlein that were so destitute that they literally did not have any funds for, to buy the the basic necessities for for Yantif. They had absolutely absolutely nothing. So from then on, each person that came to ask him about the, 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 uh, uh, kashrus of his abominim, he would ask them, please, can you give a, a donation for, for the poor people? Now amongst those who came was one person who apologized and, and said, look, I, I'd love to give, but you know, my situation is also very, very, uh, uh, uh desperate. I don't even have enough money to buy uh, Abaminim. And so therefore, how can I give other people tzedakah when I don't have enough for my own needs? Right? We, we have a rule that, you know, your life comes comes before someone else's. So, he answered and says, no, 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 no. He says, if all you're lacking is Abaminim, you still have an obligation to give money to, to other Aniyam. Because Abba meaning you don't really need your own. You could actually uh, 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 get it from somebody else. Even on the first day, uh, uh, you know, they would give it to you as as a total gift on condition that you'll return it this year. That you don't even need that because we don't have a a, a first day of Abba meaning. But uh, so you you could still fulfill the mitzvah. But those families they don't even have they don't have they don't have money to buy to fish or, or meat or for anything for Yontif. And in their in their uh, a desperate situation, if they shed one tear out of desperation at their very difficult situation, that one tear could arouse who knows what what kind of accusations in uh, in in Shmaim. Shalom, and we're going to need a lot of, lot of Rachme Shamayim in order to, to, to uh, quiet those, those accusations. Fine. And, and, uh, and that in fact was, uh, what happened. And, and, and the story actually, actually, uh, uh, continues because that person, uh, had, had a, uh, 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 the same sort of situation. That once on the first day of, of Sukkot, he asked one of the people that davened in the same shul as him, that he should give him the Abba Minim 
as a uh, as a matana, as a gift, where it will become totally his, because the first day, of course, the the little master has to belong to the person in order to fulfill the mitzvah. You should give it to him as a gift, with the condition that he's going to return it afterwards, so that he could fulfill the the the, the mitzvah. And after they found out what why, why was this great uh, this great going borrowing or getting someone else's uh, 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 so the story came out that on Erev Sukkot he had a beautiful beautiful esrit, but then he got a, a report of uh, of uh, you know he heard he heard actually uh, crying. Coming from the house of a, uh, a a a neighbor, and when he went to knock on 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 the door to find out what's what's happened, what's what's going on, he found out that the the uh, the small child in the house had by mistake knocked down his father's esrog, and uh, and uh, it wasn't even, it wasn't even his uh, esrog, it wasn't even his father was. It was actually a, 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 a stepfather. And the mother and the son were so scared that when the father came back, he was going to, you know, get so angry and, 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 you know, after all, it wasn't, wasn't his natural child and he would, he would punish him. So when, when, the, when the guy heard this story, he went to his house, he took his own esrog, and he gave it, he gave it to them. And he told them, tell your father that the Rav came to visit their house and he saw his Esrig and tell them that I paskin that you can't make a bracha over such an Esrig. And therefore I gave you another Esrig that you'll be able to fulfill your, your, your obligation in, in, in the margin. And that's what we say, we say, you know, the, the, the Abba Minim are compared to various parts of the body, and the Esrik is compared to the heart. Right? Uh, uh, because HaKadosh Baruch is much, much more interested in a pure and beautiful and giving and generous heart, even than in a pure and, and beautiful looking our midas toivas, our good character truths count much more uh, uh, before Hakadosh Baruch Hu than even the the fulfilling the mitzvah in the most beautiful way with with the most beautiful types of of, of lulav and lulav and an uh, And the the uh, the other stories about so many people that that went through their lives an absolute. Poverty, they sort of the whole year they try to gather one one uh, penny after another so that they could they could at least put enough together enough money to buy a a nice a nice uh, esrog. And one time, this particular person on his way to go and and buy the esrog, he met a, a, a so-called simple Jew who also was was crying, and his story was that. Uh, I'm a, he says, I'm a wagon. I'm a wagon driver who transport things and, 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 uh, you know, sort of, uh, goods from one place to another. And what can I do? My, my, my horse 
suddenly uh, uh, drop dead. And I have no means of, of, of Panasa. So the, 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 the Rav asked him, how much money do you need in order to buy a new house? And the person said, a, 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 quite a large sum that was almost the same amount of money that he had prepared to buy his esrog. And, and without any, without a second thought, he took the whole package of money from his pockets and he gave it to that, to that, uh, that person. And with a few cents that uh, he had, he bought himself a very, very kosher esrog, an esrog that was maybe kosher, a bidyevit. And with tremendous simcha, he went home and he told everyone uh, 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 what, what he had done and says, all of you, will be able to make a, a bracha on a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, esrog. And we are going to make a bracha over a beautiful, beautiful horse. Let's let's utilize the opportunity of, of you know, Yontif is all about having the finest and, and, and celebrating and enjoying the finest. Let's make sure, even at this late stage, that everyone around us also has the ability to have a beautiful and outstanding Yontif. This is 11.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a minute because this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul on Erev. Shabbos and Erev Sukkot Tovshin Peyalef. Thank you for staying with us as we always do at this time. Just a quick rundown of some important times and things. So, uh, mentioned tonight, the latest time for lighting, uh, Shabbos candles, Shabbos and Yontav candles together is at 10 minutes to 6. 5.50 is the latest time for, for doing it. Many have the custom to uh, uh, either light the candles in the sukkah or if that's the unsafe doing that, maybe from some vantage points in the house where they'll be visible in the, uh, in, in the sukkah staff. One can sit at the suda tonight and, and look at and see the, the, the candles, uh, the first day of Yontif, which of course is, uh, is Shabbos. So Shabbos ends at 6.40, uh, p.m. Tomorrow night, and of course that begins the second day of Yontif. No preparation at all can be done uh, on the first day, uh, Shabbos, for the second day uh, afterwards. Completely, completely forbidden. Only afterwards can we begin to prepare for the meal for the second uh, for the second night. Um, obviously, because it's Shabbos, we're not going to take the lul of an esrog uh, tomorrow. It's it's mukta. And only on the second day will we take it, but we'll still, we'll still, since the first time we're doing it, we'll still say the, the bracha of, of, uh, of Sheikh Yonu also on the, on the lulav on the, uh, on, on the second, on the second, uh, the second, the second day. Just quickly, Rab Leib, the son of the Chavetz Chaim, was once on a, on a train, uh, traveling through Poland, and with him were, a, 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 a group of, of Hasidim from various, uh, various sects. 
Maybe there was one uh, Alexander Chassid, there was one uh, a, a, a Stalin Chassid, etc., etc. And um, they knew that Rab Leib would never talk about his his father. He was uh, so careful with what uh, what he said. He wouldn't wouldn't talk about his his, uh, his father. But since they knew that the Chavetz Chaim also was able to help and save many people. They they uh they devised the following plan to try to get Rav Leib to say something about Chavetz Chaim. So they organized that each one of the Hasidim would tell a a story about his Rebbe who had done something amazing to help someone, and and after each one told their own personal story how they were saved through their their Rebbe. So eventually each one spoke, and eventually it. Uh, it came to, to, uh, to, to the turn of, of, of Rav Leib and the Asanu tell us to some mice about your Rebbe, about your father. So he said very famously, says, all of you told amazing stories about your Abeim, how your Rebbe said something and HaKadosh Baruch Hu made that, made that happen. Says the, 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 the miracle of my father is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to do something for Avi Mekayim. And my father fulfills the will of, the will of the, uh, of the, of the Baruch But he added and he said, the truth is that you're right. But the two are, are actually interdependent. Someone who's such a personality where whatever the Rabbinish Loilam says he must do, he does. So then he merits that he should be able to say something and HaKadosh Baruch will also do what he, what he, uh, what he wants. And in, in fact, it's a, it's a mission in Ovis, right? I say, do Hashem's will, uh, uh, make it like your will. Then Hashem will make your will, his will, and do what you, what you want, right? Uh, uh, negate your rotson. In front of Hashem's, that was even do, do what Hashem wants rather than what you want, and then Hakadosh Baruch Hu will negate the desire of other people to do something against you in order to protect, to protect, uh, to protect you. And, and that's that was the Chavetz Chaim himself. He was that kind of that kind of uh, 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 of, tz- of tzaddik. Um, we know that during during World War One, so the the uh, the Russian government. Took into captivity a a a bocher who was learning. Uh, he was he came from Germany, but uh, he was learning in in uh, in in Raden, and uh, his name is Ephraim. And they they accused him of spying for for the Germans, and uh, for the court case which took place in the in the main military uh, uh, in 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 the main military court in Vistabek. So the Chavetz Chaim actually ventured and, and traveled to be wherever he was. He was he was in 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 exile in, uh, in in another place, and he went to the trial to testify on behalf of this of this bachur. Unfortunately, the judges were not uh, too impressed, and and they sentenced him to to death for the crime of. Spying for a foreign uh, a power, 
But uh, when they when they reconsidered his his young age, they decided that they said, well, you won't get death penalty, but rather ten years of imprisonment with with hard labor. And the Chavetz Chaim heard this psak, and he said, "What stupid fools! They're 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 sentencing him to a sentence of ten years. Do they know whether they're going to be in power?" In ten months? Do they know whether they're going to be in power in ten, in ten weeks? They don't know anything. And that was on the 22nd of Teves, Tuf, Reish, Ayin, Zion, 103 years ago, 1917. And Rabbi who was there when, 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 uh, when they told this story to, to Chaim Brisk, about the the sentencing and the reaction of the Chafetz Chaim on the spot, Rav Chaim said, "So the Chafetz Chaim has Baruch Hashem gotten rid of the the Tsar Nikolai, but the problem is, who knows who's going to take who's going to take his his uh, his place?" And literally two months later, on the twenty second of Adar, in the same year, Tafresh Ayin Zayin wasn't even ten weeks. Came the, the, the Russian Revolution and Tsar Nikolai and all was, was, was removed and all the prisoners were, were, uh, were free, including this, uh, this, this Ephraim. And that's it. When we fulfill the Ratzin of Hashem, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu fulfills our, our Ratzin. And that's, that really is the concept of the, of the Arba Minim. We say, All my limbs say, Hashem, who is like you. And we take the lulav and we shake it in every direction, showing that once we've been forgiven on Rosh and Kippah and we have no more Averis, we're now free to make our choices. We can go anywhere we want. Do we want to be people who are climbing and climbing and do the will of Hashem all, all the time? Or, or Chas Hashem, do we want to Allow ourselves to descend again. Sukkot is the beginning of the new accounting of Averis. We take the Abhaminim lovingly and we shake it and we show we are able to be movers and shakers. We can change the world. We can come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and make this world the most unbelievable place for every single other person to live with and of course for ourselves. We'll be back with a closing comment. In a minute, this is 101.9 High FM, and the program is Soul to Soul. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul. We're back on your radio with our last segment of today's show as we get ready for the last minute hectic preparations for Chag Hasukkah and put everything in, in place. Uh, because we're, we're faced with a little bit of uh, inclement weather and we're not quite sure what's going to happen. So it's just worthwhile to review a little bit just what are the actual laws in regard to making uh, 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 what we do in, in the sukkah in a situation of, of, possible, of possible rain. So the Allah says that tonight, we know that on the first night of, of Sukkot, there's an, a Torah 
obligation, absolute mitzvah say the Torah obligation to eat bread in the sukkah, preferably even a, a kibetza, even uh, uh, about over over fifty grams of of bread or challah in the in the uh, in the sukkah, and of course in an ideal environment to be able to sit, have the whole meal in the sukkah, and uh, and make the bracha of, of lay shave uh, of, of sukkah. So in the situation where, if God forbid, when we get home from shul or if we're home, when we finish davening and we're ready to start the meal, if at that point it is precipitating, it's it's raining, so Allah says we have to wait a little while to see if hopefully the rain will will stop. Uh, have to wait a considerable amount of time. Obviously, when one has small children, it's a little bit more difficult. One might wait a bit less. If one sees that after waiting a while, the rain still has not stopped, which, please God, shouldn't even happen, then what we do is we actually, we go to the sukkah, whatever, you need the raincoat, whatever it is that you, that you need. We go to the sukkah, we make kiddush, in the sukkah, say Shechyanu, because it's a new Yom Tiv, but we're not going to make the bracha of Leishiva sukkah. We'll make Kiddush, we vas, and one should have some challah in the sukkah, and once we've had some challah in the sukkah, we've actually eaten in the sukkah, even though it's raining, we are then free to go back inside and, and continue our meal inside the sukkah. In the situation, if we then become aware sometime while we're still eating the meal, or, or truthfully, even after one has finished the meal, as long as one is still up, if it now the rain has stopped, then it's a mitzvah for us to go back into the sukkah. If we're still in the middle of supper to take some bread, and go sit down in the sukkah. Hopefully it's, it's dry enough at least to, to be able to sit there. And make the brach of Leishiba sukkah. And eat some challah in, in, in the sukkah. And then bench or, or wherever we're holding. Even if one's already finished the meal. Ideally one should actually vas again. Go into the sukkah. Make Leishiba sukkah. And eat so that we can... Uh, uh, glean the opportunity of fulfilling this amazing mitzvah of, of sitting in the sukkah on the first night of, uh, of, uh, of, of sukkahs. Uh, if, and obviously if one's gone to bed, then, uh, then it's, you know, quite difficult, although I would say the story that, uh, the one year I think where, uh, I, I, my father might have been one of the few people in New York that fulfilled the mitzvah. I remember one year it rained the whole night. We ate in the house, went to bed, and I don't know why, at about two o'clock in the morning, I woke up, and the rain had stopped, and I woke my father, because I knew he would want to be woken, and we took a, a, a roll or something, went outside, and made Leishva Sukkah, and, and fulfilled the mitzvah. On the second night, you know, it's tomorrow night, if it's raining, so the, basically the same Allah applies. The modification is we don't have to wait on the second night. On the second night, if, it's, if we finish davening, we're back from shul and it's raining, we can go straight into the sukkah, make kiddush, 
and Shechionu, no leisheva sukkah, eat, eat some challah, go back into the house, eat the, eat the meal, and then again, if we have the opportunity later, go back and, and be able to make leisheva sukkah and, and eat. During the rest of, of Yom Tov, if conditions are difficult, if it is raining, or if it is uh, very, very hot or windy, where it's completely uh, unsuitable to sit, so then one may then leave the sukkah, eat eat inside, and then once one has started the meal inside, even if it would stop raining subsequently, one does not have to go back into the sukkah until until the next time what one eats. Although, of course, we one should be spending as much time as possible in, in, in the sukkah during the entire week of sukkahs. That's all the time we have allocated to be able to discuss these halakhas, but let me just close by first of all thanking each and every one of you for making the time to be with us today and to wish all of you, first of all, a, a, a good Shabbos and, and, and a chakoshim sameach, a beautiful yontif, full of joy, full of whatever the situation is, wherever we are, if we're part of the community, if we're at home, this is the man Chosenu. It's a mitzvah to feel joy in the fact that we are privileged to be Hashem's family, we're Hashem's club, we do His mitzvahs, we do what He wants, and therefore He will shower upon us all the brachas, all the blessings we could possibly want. Thank you all. Make it a beautiful one. A good Shabbos, a good Yontem, a Thank you so much. And Bez Hashem, we should hear only wonderful things.